All right. Uh, episode five. Here we go. Uh, special guest today is Eric. Mutual friend. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Eric. Uh, yeah, Eric's mutual friend of uh, Chris and I. That's how we actually met each other. But um, he's the guy. Also romantic. His various knowledge of certain varying <laughs> things, certain opinions. But uh, he's, ma- he's jack of all trades, or a uh, master of none, if you will. Uh, Eric, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Blake. That's awesome. good. All right. So what's what's really grinding you here? What's oh. what really pisses you off more than anything in the world at this moment? Because that's what we're trying to do here, you know. Uh, something pisses us off, pisses everyone off, and we can all rally behind. What's something that you know you cannot go through one single day without something coming up? Same thing, and you're just like, God, I hate it so much. Please make it stop. Every day, I hate everyone. The constant spew of advertisements on every single app. You can't even play a game on your phone. You can't go anywhere online. You, you can't even go on you can't even use Snapchat anymore. You go to look at someone's story, you got like five hundred bodybuilding or like Kim Kardashian things that no one ever wants to see. You never clicked on it once, but it's there every single day. That is a fantastic answer. I hate um, ads so much. Everyone does. Does anyone here, here's the real question, right? Are ads still effective? Do people no. actually still be like, "Oh, wow, I'm glad someone reached out with this in, you know, vital information that I didn't know this product existed. I didn't know Google existed." Wow. I think they're going to so lose. Grateful that they pushed it on me 37 times in a in a 30-minute video. They're going to lose know? their effectiveness over time because I think the only generation that really is, you know, encapsulated or like enamored by these advertisements is like the boomer population. I mean, any, our generation, I think, once we get older, we're not really going to care because we're so desensitized. It's around everything. And well, I mean, we already know everything about everything. Even the, uh, if even I, the Super if Bowl. If I want something, I will go and look up that thing. And then based on the search result, I'll be like, oh, okay, here are my options. Here's the information about it. I don't yeah. want to get pushed on every single thing when I'm trying to do something else. You know, for example, with YouTube, if I'm looking at a video, YouTube, like Google the other year or was a couple years ago they were bought out now it's to the point where it's like literally every 30 seconds to a minute it's like another 30 second ad that you can't skip through it's like jesus christ i just want to watch what i'm what i want to watch you yeah. can't you everything's infringed on every single thing you do you can't escape it so, well, like, you're, you're, never, you're on these platforms like when's the last time you were on youtube facebook instagram without seeing an ad for the platform you're already a part of, you're already a member of, you're already using. What more exactly. can you get out of me? Yeah, it, it, it's like not just that. My personal finger. You know my yeah. social security number, the size of my butthole. Like You got all the information you could possibly need. Yet right. they still want more. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's, the only, that's the only answer there is. There's more. They only want more. You know, they, they'll, they'll come up with some new, you know, shitty platform that no one really wants or some new good or service or whatever that, you know, it might not even, you know, who cares? As, as long as you're putting something out, you know, someone's going to buy it. You just keep pushing, 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 you know. Um, and then on the behalf of the people who are admitting advertisers as well, you know, I mean, they're getting that kind of incentive too for every amount of, you know, views that come through for the ad, then, you know, they get paid a certain kind of a royalty for that. Um, so then that kind of raises the question, you know, uh, I don't know how to put this in the most um, clear way, but, uh, you know, for the person that is going to 
quote unquote monetize and allow advertisers to come in and, you know, kind of show their product, good or service on their whatever platform they may have, whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, on and on. Um, is it going to offset the willingness of the user to watch what the person's content is? Meaning like if I go to look at someone's like uh, someone's page or story or um, video and there's so many ads, will I, the, the viewer, be willing to put up with that more than I will with the ads? Or like, you know, what, would I rather just click off of the video and do something else or go somewhere else, see someone else's stuff? Or am I willing to sit through all the ads, wait for the skip button, and just keep going about my business? Well, on that, I can tell you with YouTube, the most videos that have the most ads are the ones of shit you need to see. If they're like, Fair. oh, check out this thing, like it's a, you can only see it on my channel here. But you're gonna watch more ad, more time and ads are gonna be spent than more time actually watching whoever's video to see that two seconds of something that they tried to clickbait you with. It's funny because there's an ethical standpoint to be made that they have advertisements on CPR videos. So if someone needed to give CPR immediately, they have to sit through a 30 second ad first before they can administer CPR to somebody. <laughs> not, not if you have YouTube Premium. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, that's a great point. That's a that's a fantastic point. But you know what? I don't think I'm going to be willing to pay that price for premium because you know I'm not going to give in. Like no. I think for me, I, I, I'm at that I'm at the point still. I haven't reached that tipping point where it's become so much of a nuisance where I uh, you know I'd be go out of my way to spend money to get a platform that's going to advertise, but just a little bit less because I I swear they probably do the same thing on premium. There's probably like a there's probably a YouTube like plus after that or something, but um, YouTube Gold. Yeah, it, it, it'll it'll keep going. There'll, there'll be some new thing they'll put out. It'll just keep going. And you know, Chris and I talked about this. I think in like the first episode too, with um certain kind of quote unquote influencers, which is probably the term I hate most now. Um, so like basically the the top kind of social media people profiles you would see. Um, I think the case we used was like Charlie D'Amelio mm -hmm. <laughs> and like not only the advertisements that she gets or anyone for that matter will get from, you know, their pages across all platforms from any advertiser. I don't know exactly how the monetization deal works with a lot of those platforms because I don't really care enough to be involved in that. But um, from what I've heard, it's like for every thou couple thousand views, it's like a couple cents or something like that. And then, you know, it, well, it, it scales up dramatically. It depends. It's, it used to be that way on YouTube. Um, but I know with Instagram, it depends on how they interact with it. If they like it, comment, share it, subscribe to your page, whatever. That's all different depending on who's paying for the ad for what and who you're paying for to promote your whatever it is. Your okay, it's not product. based on just sheer volume pumping through pure uh, page views. Right, if you're going pure, like, just pure clicks on something, that's probably the cheapest, um, besides just, you know, the number of people reached, that's probably just the cheapest way you can do it. But with YouTube now, they even have it where if you have, your video has to be over 10 minutes long. Well, now it has to be 8. It used to be 10 minutes long to be monetized. So you see someone with 10 minute and 1 second. Then they have about four minutes worth of ads on there. 
<laughs> you gotta think like you have if you want to watch this guy's video you have to sit through at least long enough to skip these ads right and by the time you do you've already put like your view now say one ad on like a million view video say it was just like a random video not someone like famous who has a decent you know you can get contracts with these ad revenue places and it'll change but say it was just some nobody that just got a million views on something but they were monetized they'd get maybe a couple thousand uh, you know depending if it's just a single ad anywhere from a couple thousand to like maybe the tens of thousands depending on if it's a long ad that people set all the way through and if they clicked and used a link or something like that. But then you start talking about say some of these gaming YouTubers who have like a, got like a three hour, four hour stream going. They got right. a paid sponsor that it's not as it's an ad segment, but it's in it. So like, Oh, and then like, you know, Lexus, we're talking about them real quick. Go by the, or, you know, whoever, you know, say it's like a headphone company, a car company, or, G Fuel because you need to be cracked out when you sit there and play League of Legends. Sure. Yeah, for six hours. Yeah, right. So when you think about it, they're already making money off, you know, they monetized it with donations. They already have ads of them promoting something, a paid promotion in their video that, yes, they have to label it as a paid promotion, but like, it just it constantly like every couple seconds they segue and spew to it, and then you also are sitting there and some of these videos you look at the the scroll bar at the bottom for like the timeline and you're like it looks like a zebra but it's just red and yellow besides yeah black. you have those yellow points for the ads yeah and it's it's every you can't go I mean you can't even get you know if it's broken up into sections you can't go to the next one without going through the ad no. Even if, yeah. you know, say you're like, oh, you know, I watched a second of this. Or, for example, say you watched the video already. You lost your spot in it because it's YouTube. They don't keep track of that when you exit out of your app just to close it. You don't even close out the app. You just go to your home screen. You come back. They lost your time. You go to get back. Guess who's watching the same ads again? Yeah. Yep. Doesn't take that into account. You know, it, no. it's got to the point where I'm almost blown away when I go on YouTube and look at a video that doesn't have a single ad in it from start to finish. It's almost like like an oasis in the desert. Like, finally, I just I can see what I came here for without having any interruptions. You know, no one's trying to like push for greed or anything. Um, and, you know, kind of on, on the basis that you kind of brought up the the whole gamer uh, aspect to it because that's kind of a, a pretty big thing now. But um, a lot of people, I feel like. From what from my outside perspective, because I'm not that involved, but um, thank you, Chris. But yeah, um, that was a good input there, bud. Yeah, you're welcome. But I, I mean, it's kind of been like a massive push to like streaming recently. Uh, obviously, you know, people know about you know Twitch, um, which is kind of the biggest one, I would guess. Um, and you have people that are now no longer is it based just on like videos and pure volume of traffic coming through that way through ads and other deals like that or merchandise, whatever people would be putting out. But now it's based on like people donation, like donations, tipping all this weird stuff. And it's like, it's like a, such a weird transition, but I mean the, the amount of people paying money for like apparently no reason, like I don't see any logical reason why they're doing it. 
But yeah, it, from what I understand, the main reason to tip is just because you want them to be able to afford to keep making the videos that you want to watch. Yeah, but then then they get to their point where it's like, okay, now they're like showing off, like they they're going like their Instagram story, and it's like, hey guys, like here's my new Lamborghini, like uh, <laughs> like a Ventador, no. like okay, you, you think about now. that. You post like, videos about, like, I don't know, 2K or something. But, like, imagine you could at least, like, a Lamborghini, like, they could at least, like, make more content with that. You got to think, like, there's some yeah. of these people out there, like, some of these streamers, they're like, oh, I have a designated streaming PC. Then I have my gaming PC. Then I have my editing PC. And it's like, all these people donating to them, it's like, you guys know all you're doing is buying them more $3,000 to $10,000 computers? Right, because like we're, we're you know, literally the only ones to blame for our hatred of these people. Like the little bit of streaming that I've been able to do, I'll tell you what: if I had three 1440p or 4K monitors and a second PC just to stream from while I game from my other PC, and then I could take a break from those two, go to my other desk that also has three monitors, and then use my workstation PC and edit, I'd probably <laughs> be doing a lot better with content, and it. Probably, I'd probably know how to use it too. Unlike the current situation I have with uh, nothing wants to work because the user interface on Twitch and Streamlabs is just very poor. Right, but I mean, like anyone theoretically could if they had the same equipment. I mean, it's just you know, it's that starting point and how fast someone gains traction with an audience, and then it just it's just an infinite feedback loop and goes up and up and up and up and up. And then at that point, it's a competition between you know, the top people for, and that goes for gaming or any certain you know kind of category of uh, entertainment. But um, kind of going from there too with the whole streaming thing, um, the phenomenon of OnlyFans, which <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's laughable too because it's kind of gotten to the point where Only OnlyFans was wait, when when it started, it was basically just kind of like another streaming service, like another Twitch, right? And that anyone could go and like uh, you well, basically subscribe to someone's like we, page forever. Before Sorry. we go to this topic, let me circle back around real quick. I can tell you from experience when you're talking about getting, you know, getting your footing on okay, the yeah. slippery slope that is kind of social media when it comes to producing content. Right. For example, today, you know, the new map came out for the Call of Duty Zombies. Um, I found something. I found out when I looked it up, third in the world to discover it. Well, guess what? PC didn't work because, you know, I don't have all these people donating all this money to me to have a wonderful PC to make everything work. But then you get all these people on that. So, you know, that's kind of my experience of I, you might have something awesome and you might be good at something, but you have all these people complaining about how their favorite YouTuber Twitch streamers like, Oh, well they make all this money or they, their computer's so much nicer than mine. Like, I don't know why they want tips, but then they're the ones going on. there giving them tips. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no one to blame for any of this, you know, any of this kind of not hatred. That's too strong of a word, but like they don't like a kind of resentment people act. But then yeah. they go ahead and literally pay them to act this way. Yeah. Exactly. Back to the topic that you're on. Um, I was watching um I was watching Lex on YouTube and he said 
in one of his streams about talking about how much you know YouTube pays for ads. He said that he found out the highest paid OnlyFans person makes a quarter billion dollars a year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, wow. could you imagine that? For nothing. Yeah. And you know, the, the craziest thing about that, and not to dive in too deep, because I did want to circle back to one point you made, but um, just kind of diving in a little bit. Even if you're not like, even if you're like a very new person to OnlyFans, like f- from the perspective of, I, I'm typically a, a female model, I guess, because I, I don't really know what the, the male side is like. Not venturing down that path. There you go. But um, from what I've heard anyway, from like research about it, is that even if you're pretty new to the game and like you're, you don't have that big of a following, you can still make like an absurd amount of money per month. Like far more than any like normal job would get you. Like these people are literally well, I mean, they're selling themselves out in a way, but they're paying off like college, all their well, it's, mortgages, it's like literally, you're literally yeah. selling yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, are you willing to make that risk? Uh, to, are you willing to make that trade? You know, um, some people are, some people aren't. But I'm saying it's possible. Uh, you know, the crazy thing about OnlyFans, it, I, I kind of said earlier, it, it didn't start out as like it. You know, people it kind of has this connotation for being like pretty much a subscription pornography site at this point. But it it was uh, initially like a basically a subscription based version of like us Twitch, right? Am I right in saying that? I I don't know. I just know what it is. I don't. I, I think it is. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm fairly certain. Um. But yeah, I mean, you were saying like the only people that we have to blame for like these people blowing up and then our own kind of uh, resentment of it is ourselves. But also in that, you know, people giving them money, like their their whole objective is to get bigger. And if they're getting more money, more following, and they're kind of going up and up and up, you know, their their, their focus was always just to get bigger and get a bigger following and more money and all this and that. So, I mean... The kind of expectation, at least from their perspective, is on them to continue acting that way, and even more radically, like uh, outlandish or, you know, what, whatever their content may be relating to. It's just to keep pushing, 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 and then it just—it's this infinite feedback loop, nonstop. But yeah, I, I mean, and that goes for everything too. Uh, Certainly. If you circle right back to our first topic of ads, that's like all these meme pages. 90% yeah. of the time, it's not even memes. It's just like, oh, I have her OnlyFans. Like, bro, who cares? Yeah. I follow you for memes. <laughs> like, it gets, like we said, it gets to the point where the consumer is just so sick of the pushing of the product. They don't care about the product. Yeah. There's, cer- there's certainly some point, I don't know where it is, I think it varies depending on what the actual uh, platform is and what the actual content being you know presented is, but for each of those individual uh, instances, there's there has to be some sort of uh, line drawn in the sand somewhere where people, where, you know, whoever's making the content gets to a point where it's just so overwhelmingly choked with ads and non-content stuff that they're pushing to benefit themselves but not the viewer that at some point their audience base is going to be like all right this is not worth it 
and then either move somewhere else or do something else. But there's got to be some line drawn. So the crazy thing is, there's always... That's how everything is. Everyone thinks, oh, well, eventually people are going to... Yeah, eventually maybe someone might, but you got to think if most of these people kind of just... If you become blind to it, you might not even notice it. You know what I mean? Like, you just scroll past, you're like, ah, whatever. You know, it's annoying, whatever, who cares? You just scroll right past it. And then, you know, it's six months later, you even forget you even followed this person because that's just someone you skip right past. Right. You know, it's like a year later, and you're like, who the hell is this? Yeah. A meme page or an ad page? Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, that too, but also like on uh, mainstream platforms as well. Um, that, that's kind of a less personalized uh, aspect to it, which, you know, I guess it would be like TV or um, other, or like a, you know, Spotify for those who don't have premium, that poor miserable life where, you know, you, you're so regulated into kind of being bombarded with ads, but not only the ads, but the, in the way that the actual mechanics work, where, you know, the, the consumer is forced to this point where you're, it's kind of like a pseudo opportunity where you're presented with, a technically free viable option, but it's so inferior and like choked with like, I guess ads and limited services and regulations where you're almost forced right off the bat to pay for whatever the premium uh, version or subscription is for those platforms. Well, I like, think for Spotify uh, pretty much YouTube in a, in a certain point. Cause I feel like people are, getting very irritated with ads and as a general consensus oh, um, yeah. you know kind of well, every single thing it's getting to that point i, I think. think that it gets to a certain point where the ads say you're on pandora or spotify and you get like every other song you get an ad you can't even work out you can't you know study you can't just relax what you're what they're doing is those ads I don't even think they're ads for the actual products anymore. They're ads for their own premium product. Because yeah. all those ads, they sell, you know, say Spotify runs, you get like 20 to 30 minutes of ads in your 60 minutes of listening. Well, mm -hmm. are you buying any of that shit? Or is that going to make you buy Spotify premium? It's going to make you buy premium. Right. So, yeah, like companies are paying them to put their ads up. But the way Spotify, YouTube, anyone does it, as they use, you know, it's it's a very predatory means, of course. But they just bombard you with it until it gets to a point where you're like, this isn't even feasible. Like I gotta, I gotta get rid of this, and then without even having to put out an ad, which we know, YouTube and Pandora have more ads for their own product, that, telling you to get rid of ads than they do ads. But yeah. Um, the, the, the case with Pandora, which I had before uh, Spotify really blew up, um, and the reason why I don't have it anymore is I'm going to get into it right now. Um, I, <laughs> I think this Pandora as well had some kind of premium service, I believe. Uh, right, they, it was yeah, like Pandora yeah. Plus, then Pro, then Premium, then... Yeah, it, it is going. If you just had the basic service, like you just wanted to listen to a couple songs you liked, maybe make your own playlist if you didn't have Apple Music. Well, you can't. Um, yeah, well, yeah, you can't. But not only that, you've only had, I think it kind of works the same way with Spotify Basic too. 
uh, my one friend was setting up an account the other day, but um, essentially like you, you wouldn't be able to like really choose what you listen to. Like you can choose what songs were in like this kind of shuffle playlist, but yeah. you can only skip a couple songs here and there. And there were ads between every song. And most of those ads, like you were mentioning, were for the premium service or for the company of the what you were already listening to. So it, it got to the point where in, in uh, the case of Pandora in particular, where the ads were almost like intimidating you, like taunting you. Like, it's, it's oh, you can, just, you, know, you can skip it if you wanted to, but you have to buy the premium service. And yeah, then they the, would the ads saying like, oh, like, wow, you, you know, it really sucks for you. Buy the yeah. premium service. So like, man, you're out here having the time of your life being able to skip ads. That loser over there can't skip anything. But <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. an artificial problem. They created it themselves so they could offer you a solution. Yeah. And that solution is giving them money. And I would love to hear Chris's opinion on anything today. <laughs> I'm, uh, All I'm right. I died. I died 50 years ago. I'm the ghost of a five-year-old child. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, Chris's uh, month. <laughs> that's, <laughs> my, her, uh, that's my input well, for the next yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys later. Turn this over. <laughs> we'll check back in with you at the end of the podcast. Thanks <laughs> for dropping by, Chief. But, uh, you, know, and, um, you know, there are some kind of instances where companies can kind of make that gamble because they can assume pretty certainly that, you know, their users are going to make that jump to buy the premium service. But uh, in the case of Pandora, like, they're not really I believe that good where they can guarantee that most of their people are going to mm-hmm. pay the premium. Because if I'm get, if I'm presented with the option between Pandora, Spotify, or YouTube, or, or sorry, or Apple Music, like I would much rather pay for Apple or Spotify, which is a far better streaming platform than Pandora is. So then yeah. you're kind of automatically yeah. kicking yourself in the ass because you're yeah. just putting away people. And uh, revenue streams there. Every single person, you're losing that much more. I'm surprised Um, Pandora's even a thing. Sorry, Chris, I didn't want to interrupt your uh, speech here. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say I'm surprised Pandora still even exists. I think everyone's left it once once, you know Spotify came around because it's like it's useless at this point. And like I recently got a new phone, so I got a couple free months of Apple Music, and I'll say it's nice if you know what you want to listen to. But if you're looking for new music, get the hell out of there. They will just cram shit down your throat. It's insane. You're like, they're like, oh, you want to listen to some uh, some hard rock? You're like, yeah, sure. They're like, well, too bad. But here's a hard rock playlist. Or <laughs> you're like, man, that's a good playlist. How many songs does it have? Three? What? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then they'll like, put on like, a song it? you don't like. And then you, you can't skip more than three times or you have to like watch an ad for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's insane. All right, on that note, I am actually going to have to run out a little early on this episode. All right. All I do right. appreciate well, uh, you guys having me. I hope I can be on the next one, and we will get some scheduling worked out. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for coming yep. by. No problem. I um, hope all the viewers enjoyed my take on this, and I'm going to leave this over to that five-year-old child that died 50 years ago. Thank you yeah. very much. But, uh, two, two cents to put in. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently did. Hey, the uh, the Ghostbusters are actually on the way. About it. Jesus. All right. Thank you for thanks for coming by. See you, Eric. No, thank you for having me. Yeah. All right, Blake. Uh, Where were we? Uh, We were talking about Pandora sucks. Pandora sucks. Pandora's box. But also, 
And yeah, they you know what? They opened the Pandora's they box did. on themselves. They, they, they thought did. they thought they can pull an Apple or a Spotify and you know increase their revenue because you know they're they're offering technically a better service relative to what was being offered at the, at the free or light version. Yeah. But what they really did was push people away from their service and go to something that's inherently better. Exactly. Now, I started out with Pandora when I had like an iPod and I was like, you know what? Didn't really care. I was young. Mm-hmm. I had a couple songs I wanted to listen to. Didn't really matter what order it was in. I could put up with a couple ads here and there. Um, but over time, it got to the point where I was getting taunted by the ads so much because it was <laughs> like we talked about. It. It was like, oh yeah, that guy over there doesn't have to pay. You know, he's living it up listening to you know Bon Jovi, and you're over here listening to uh, the Brady Bunch. But um, uh, I got to that point where okay, and I switched to Apple Music. Fine, it was fine, uh, but you know the whole gang really went to Spotify. Spotify was like yeah. the place. Um, everyone was talking about it. If you didn't have it, you know, it wasn't like you, you weren't like an outcast. But you know, that, this is where everyone yeah. was. And, and even you know, if you don't have there, Spotify Premium, it's still such a better app. Uh, far better than Pandora. Pandora. But uh, a friend of mine was setting up a Spotify playlist last week, and the, I, I've had Premium for a long time now because yeah. uh, you know. I, I, I ball out like that and I go hard in the paint. So do I. But, uh, <laughs> but we go hard here. I, at, uh, I was trying to set it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you sense. Oh, I was just saying. Uh, you know, we we go hard. We don't play games here at Burn Bridges. That's it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me off like eight times to say that. Awesome. <laughs> love that. Love that for us. <laughs> um, but no. Okay. So yeah, I was. I mean, I was just kind of experimenting it with it because I was trying to help them set up a playlist on Spotify Lite, and it was kind of the same mechanics that Pandora had, but it's just still an inherently better platform. But it was, you know, you, you can put in a couple songs, but you couldn't really control what song you listen to. It was kind of like a shuffle only. And again, every song or every couple songs were still an ad, but it was, you know, it's st- basically the same thing. But again, Spotify does have that kind of a, uh, reinforcement of having a far superior premium service yeah. relative to the light service that you know um pandora couldn't back up yeah and even at uh, the end of the year with their spotify wrapped I, I don't believe you have to be a premium member for that and that's still a pretty nice service to get you know see your uh that's pretty cool everyone you know i feel like every year people forget about it yeah. and then it just kind of happens and it's like kind of a surprise and it's like oh wow like Oh, never really. Uh, yeah. And then that's advertising in itself because people put that on their Snapchat stories. They send it to their friends, and it makes people want to download Spotify so they compare. Right. I mean, well, most people have Spotify now yeah. already. It's kind yeah. of like the thing. Right? You don't really our, need you know, advertising anymore just because you know so many people have it. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Spotify rap thing, uh, and I'm going to get into the whole tracking aspect of it later. But I wanted to know: Do you remember anything about your wrapped? Like, what were the, some of the big things you listened to? But I was in the top uh, 0.1 or 0.01% of like J. Cole listeners, which is frightening to me because uh, I don't know how much you can listen to one artist in a year. Yeah. But I can imagine it's probably a fair amount. Can I still access my Spotify wrapped? Let's see. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's the thing, too. Um, the, the thing that I don't think many people really think about that often about things like Spotify wrapped is that to get all that data, they are constantly, constantly tracking every single thing you listen to 
every how many times you listen to when you listen to it all that stuff gets tracked and recorded that's how they present that people seem to really like gloss over that fact and they're just like oh cool i listened to like lil uzi for like i'm like the top one percent of lil uzi bro (laughs) but uh they're not they, they don't realize that you know they've been you know taking note of how often you're played because that information is then turned over to artists and because based on that they can kind of you know manipulate where they're kind of changing their, not that they're necessarily changing the music for their audience base but yeah. you know it kind of helps them as a tool and um not to go on too far of a tangent but it's relevant uh that, that kind of brings in the whole concept of uh, surveillance capitalism uh kind of the idea of companies and you know, private firms tracking your online activity and using your data and selling it to companies so they can kind of track and fine tune their methods of selling to you, which also ties into the advertising aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, even, target- uh, even for that YouTube, like uh, what Eric was trying to hit on, I actually bought a YouTube advertisement for that little Tom Brady video. I think you saw, and uh, I made it a dollar, a dollar a day. And, uh, you can pick your, you know, your specs on people. Like you want people from a certain age range. You want uh, a certain gender. You want them from a certain area. It'll fine tune and advertise to only those people, and they'll right. even, it'll even know what they like are into. Like it's kind of insane. It's it's freaky. Um, you know, I don't know if anyone out there has listened to or seen the um, that one Netflix documentary that came on. Uh, I think a couple months ago at this point. Um, the social dilemma kind of highlights uh, a lot of like the the big tech uh, insiders who are kind of like whistleblowers into the whole movement of uh, like kind of the concept of surveillance capitalism and how you the user are exploited for your data and how you're utilized by all these bigger companies to kind of you know fine-tune their methods for exploiting you even more Mm -hmm. that kind of endless feedback loop yeah, and then they had like uh, all these different like, professors come on and talk about it, like exactly how it works, the inner mechanics of it. It's very frightening, and you know just just the fact that it can be used for uh, the widest range of uh, applications is even more frightening. But I don't think people really tended to think about it that much. I think that documentary in particular, if people haven't seen it, really does kind of highlight some of the stuff. It kind of makes you like rethink <laughs> a lot of your life choices. Yeah. And like how you kind of um, cover your tracks, so to speak, or like what what you how you kind of conduct yourself in like searches or stuff like this, because you know even if you're not that kind of knowledgeable about it, you know, um, like say I go to look up something, uh, say I look up what's a good like some kind of normal product, say I look up like I don't know, screwdrivers or something, and then all of a sudden like I'll go to some completely different page, and the cookies from that page will have tracked me. And then all of a sudden, I'll get like, uh, I'll be on like, mm, like some clothing store site, just shopping. And then on the sidebar, there'll be like a Home Depot ad for screwdrivers. And be like, hmm, that's freaky. I feel like sometimes I don't even look stuff up. I feel like it, 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 it almost feels like your mind's being read. But yeah. <laughs> it's it's getting very close to that point. I don't know if it's we're being listened to uh, subconsciously or uh, subliminally being listened to. But uh, I mean, you technically can be because uh, some people are even worried about their Alexas or their iPhones, um, you know, yeah. just listening to conversations you have. Like you got to pay attention to these apps you're allowing access to your microphone to. 
Right, because it's just passively listening yeah. for one keyword, but who's to say it's not picking up on everything else too? Yeah, I mean, a lot of these apps, it'll be like, uh, you have to give access to this app to take you know pictures like Snapchat or Instagram. And then mm -hmm. you have that app running in the background. Who's to know if it's you know listening to what you're saying while it's running in the background? You never know, and you know the 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 whole the the amount of knowledge and the level of the int the intricacy of understanding that you need to have to understand how everything works in regards to all that tracking and you know, data manipulation is so extreme, and so many people are so oblivious to it right now that they they can just walk out with everything, and you won't even know. Exactly. But I feel like we're maybe at that turning point now where the ball starts to get rolling where people become more knowledgeable. Okay, now I'm understanding. I'm starting to read about it a little bit. I'm understanding this is a real thing happening that, you know, they're just completely slaughtering us and we didn't even know. And they're making out like bandits because of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, it's the biggest heist of the 21st century and it's our personal data. It is. It's insane. It very well is. Um, it drives some of the biggest, I think, uh, there was a statistic on that on that uh, documentary in particular. It's like some significant portion. I think it was like I don't know. It was a very high percentage of all the Fortune 500 companies used. Um, I don't. There was like a couple uh, particular firms which kind of compile all the data that's collected from all the trackers, all the cookies, everything that kind of um, observes you as a user. And that data is bought and divided against uh, amongst um, all these bigger companies that they can use it for whatever they need to use it for, whether it's companies kind of targeting advertising, companies kind of uh, you know refining their pitches and products to certain demographics, certain socio um, uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, um, you know, geographic factors as well. It just goes on and on, and it's. It's scary to a degree. Like it when is. I when I saw that and I started reading into it, like you know, I, I didn't go like completely off the grid. I didn't like delete every everything and you know burn my phone, but it, it really did make me like kind of you know take a second look at everything, kind of being like, okay, you know, I'm not sure if this is the way I want to go. You can there are certain things you can do to kind of reduce you know the effect that or the impact that they can kind of have on you, but there's Feel like something you just can't avoid if you want to like you know be a part of like the modern world exactly you, you're kind of into it and there's really no kind of way around it at least at this point maybe you know if the the people become more knowledgeable about it and you know the movement kind of grows maybe um you know some point down the road in the hopefully not too distant future there'll be some kind of effective change whether it's policy or something you know, hopefully there's, there's got to be something happening on the horizon where, you know, there's more equity and equality um, and for the user. for the consumer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, consumer protections. There we go. It's probably a better way of putting it. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's freaky, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, freaking ads, man. <laughs> ads. 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 I don't know that. There's got to be a day where ads will no longer exist. Oh, that I, might don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> you think? No One way. can dream, right? No way. That's, uh, Is that's that never going to happen. Like, are they really effective? Unless, look, unless we um, 
Unless a meteor hits and we all die and become cavemen uh, again. You know, no one knows anything else. And we're just going ooga booga in caves. Even then, there's probably advertisements. Someone probably, like, meet Oonga Doonga in the cave for, like, half off, you know, deer jerky or something. Like, I'm sure there's always been ads and there always will be to some degree. Yeah, that's probably fair to say. But, all right, so as, as a case example, say you're Allstate or Geico or whatever, or Progressive yeah. or any, I don't know why I'm picking out all these insurance companies, but, for example, just say you're one of those guys and you're putting out, um, like every time I, I'm watching like, you know, just TV and not like Netflix or Hulu or anything, just regular TV. I feel like every, at least every five minutes I see some, uh, at least every commercial break, there's one ad for one of those firms. Now, I don't know anyone who doesn't know any one of those companies, like, cause they're just so big. So is the point really just because of the competition factor? Because there's no, there's no one out there who's gonna be like, oh wow, I never knew this company existed. Like, uh, I'm gonna uh, suddenly need this. Like, there, there's hardly a time where um, if something, if something that's being advertised that you need is advertised when you need it. I feel like personally, um, and some sometimes when you do need something, you know, if it is being advertised, then it's kind of like a very hit or miss situation, more miss than hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is it just the competition factor? Like, you know, you want your name wants to be more prevalent than your competitor's name, or are you actually trying to get your name out there? Because there's some mix of that, but I feel like for the vast majority of it. Well, I wouldn't necessarily. Wouldn't necessarily say it is competition. Uh, more so as, uh, I mean, at least modern advertising, it definitely is competition, but at least. Let's say go back like to the 1920s or something like that, when you came out with a new product, but nobody would know you came out with it because there wasn't like mass technology. There was no way to like display that, so you'd have to put ads up so people would say, "Oh wow, look, uh, geez, Ford came out with a new car. Let's let's go look at it, put it in the newspaper or something like that." It's not necessarily just to fight your competition, but to advertise your own products and draw in consumers who may know your brand already, but may not be willing to buy your product just yet. Mm, that's kind of an interesting point. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause there are some, like a lot of the smaller guys too, like smaller, like a uh, small businesses or individuals kind of trying to make their kind of rep or whatever they're doing kind of more publicly known, whether it's there's a regional kind of aspect or, you know, more national, international kind of scale. Um, so those people that are trying to break into the hierarchy of companies competing in that sector. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, again, like I said, for the most part, I feel like it is mostly kind of um, the competition of prevalence in the consumer's mind. Like what name comes to mind when you think of something, that's what's being fought for. And that's what, how much like absurd amount of money yeah. is spent on that factor alone. And it's like, you know, everyone else in between is getting bombarded with the same message, the same 30 second advertisement, like 30 times in a day. And it's like, okay, you got your point across. If I need insurance, I will look up insurance and I will find someone I want. But until then, like, please stop. We know you exist. We know what you're offering. We're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. 
Like, you I, know, I've never, like you mentioned earlier, um, I see all these ads and it's really, really such an extremely rare occasion that I'll actually buy something from one of those ads or even click it in the first place. There's a, <laughs> there's a very enjoyable Reddit page called uh, Commercials I Hate. And it's people, people will post all these commercials. Everyone sees the same commercials. And it'll be these people coming in and just posting the ones that like are particularly egregious and like kind of just disgusting, horrible works of marketing and advertising. And whatever will come in there and just rip it to shreds. <laughs> that actually makes it more enjoyable in a way. Like, but every now and then there's a good ad where it's like, okay, like, that's good. Like, um, you know, the end of Mad Men, that, that uh, the Coke commercial from like a 1970-something where they're on the hill. Do you remember that when they closed out the the entire series of Mad Men? I believe so. Oh, it's like, it was like um, the best ad in history or whatever. It's like this like original song. They were all like, it, it was some weird Coca-Cola thing. Or um, some of the newer commercials now, like every now and then there'll be one where it's like, uh, you know, you kind of laugh a little bit because it's a little funny. But I'm still not driven to a point where it's like, okay, you know, I want to buy this. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't have, know. Um, well, people are I guess that's kind of what it comes down to in a way. We have one of the largest, you know, advertising moments in you know history coming up on Sunday. Uh, yeah, it's true. I completely forgot about that. By the way, everything was just swept under the rug. No, there's no like hype around it. I don't feel like. I, I think it's just COVID put a big dampener on sports this year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like people just get along with what I mean, it's just another, another Brady Super Bowl. Nothing too special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is it again? It's the Chiefs and Bills? It's the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. So Tom Brady Buccaneers. versus uh, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, every that's kind of like a staple of uh, ads, too. As it kind of has been for a while. Yeah, some people, some people watch it more for the... Uh, some the ads people just watched like, it for the, when I was a kid. Uh, I I just watched it for the ads because it's all we talk about in school the next day. It's like, do you see that ad? That was hilarious. But now it's you know, you know, uh, the Super Bowl, the 1984 Super Bowl, like the Apple ad for uh, the Super Bowl ad for what was it? The, the Macintosh. Mm-hmm. Like more people knew about that than who won the game. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, seriously, like it, it's insane. But you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> To kind of tie things off here, I'm going to say something that's going to make me sound like a complete asshole and hypocritical. Uh-oh. But, <laughs> but I'm saying like you know, as from from the audience perspective, I hate having to sit through ads. If even if it's like content I want to watch, like I'll be willing to sit through it just because like I I want to watch it. Like that's what I, you know, that was my intention. I'll be willing to pay, you know, a couple seconds here and there to listen to something I'm not really going to care about or pay attention to, and just skip it if I can because mm-hmm. i'm willing i'm currently willing to make that trade-off um but then again so is the creator of content that's putting it out and allowing ads to be run because they know that there are people like me who are willing to put up with it and they're not going to turn away because there's that kind of percentage of people who will do that of course there are people who won't which is a very small pe- percentage of people i feel like but um if i had some like incredibly popular platform or a social media site or something, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, hopefully one day we're going to have to work on our pitches there. Yeah. Get ready. Um, 
Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, like literally anything. If I had something that blew up and had like, you know, millions of people listening to it on a regular basis, like I'd probably open it up to ads. I, would, I probably would. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might make me sound like the biggest douchebag ever, but I mean, <laughs> we all would, we all would. And, you know, I don't think anyone's going to you know dispute that. Um, Cause again, like I said, I think that trade off is probably one of the biggest factors in it because people know like, yeah, if you're making it, you know, you're going to want to get monetized for it. You know, even if you're not that big, you know, might as well, you can get something, but yeah. And I, I, I feel like everyone, everyone would. it's, it's just a, no questions asked in most cases, unless you're well off. Uh, yeah. You know. But I don't know until then, maybe there'll be some change in the future. I feel like there's right now we're trending towards a point that might get to some state where people will kind of be like, okay, this needs to be changed now. And maybe we'll see a response by some of the platforms and creators. But I don't know. I feel, I still feel like we're probably a ways away from that point hitting, but who knows Uh, that and the whole tracking aspect. Both of those are probably going to require some intervention at some point in the near or, you know, semi distant future. I don't know. Time will tell, I guess. I think it's just going to uh, have to wait for um, some sort of intervention from the government, uh, be, like some law. Some fantastic intervention that. that'll be 10 times worse. <laughs> Until that happens, I guess we'll just have to deal with it. Just keep burning some bridges. Keep burning some bridges. And that's episode five, baby. Yeah, eat it. You hate it. I hate it. <laughs> we uh, all hate it. We all, we all hate it. I scream, you scream. We all scream for help. something. We don't know yet. <laughs> but uh, guess what? Now you know if we blow up and it happens, you can quote me on this. We're going to do it. I'll sell out. I don't care. My life isn't worth much. Neither is yours. We're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Look, Blake, life isn't really that important. Neither are you. Blake Ego death already has a Tesla. So we need to monetize so I can get my own. Elon Musk, call me up. I will advertise the shit out of Tesla, out of pocket. I don't care. But then again, everyone knows it already exists. So there's really no point. That's a wrap, baby. Sheesh. Sheesh.